Hello there, my beautiful Crips and Walkers. Welcome back to Handy Schlapped. I am your host, Jordan Schrader. And today we are going to discuss the one year passing of COVID and what it has meant for all of us. Coming right up on Handy Schlapped. Hello again, everyone. Today is Monday, March 15th, 2021. And I want to thank you for listening in on the show today. I hope you all have had a blessed week so far or past week or weekend or however you want to put it. I just hope all of you are doing well, praying for you all. And wow, this past week marks just a little over a year since COVID and lockdowns and stay-at-home orders um, all started up here in the United States. And so much has happened since then. So many events, so many emotions, so many relationships changed and ways of thinking have come about all within this past year and so much changing in general with all of us and so much fighting and uh just uh we have events of accused racism i'm going out in the summertime and rioting and the election issues just all at the same time having each other at our throats and it comes to times like these where we really need to reflect upon how easy it is to be taken advantage of, how easy it is to lose our minds over just about anything. I mean, that's always been a problem of man, but it's been really magnified um, over the past year with COVID, just how easy it is to wreck us and to make us go crazy over just about everything. Now Nowadays, we have cancel culture, and uh, the Grammys were on last night. That's a whole other discussion um, with the Cardi B performance of WAP. Uh, we're not going to talk about that right now. We probably should, uh, but not this time. Maybe next time. Um, there's enough being said about that on what is the fine line between um, female um, libertarianism or uh, like female exploitation uh, female love of yourself and uh, using your body as a means to express yourself um, and to the point where um, when does it get too late for degrading yourself? I don't know. That's a whole other discussion we can have another time. But right now, today on March 15th here in Wisconsin, uh, we have the COVID cases going down, uh, death rates still at a zero. Praise God for that. Hospitalizations are going down. Everything just seems to be going down over the past month. And just, I give God all the glory for that. God using his wisdom to help with the medical staff, all the utility people, all those frontline workers, essential workers who are getting people through all this. And, you know, with all of this good thing, good things happening, all these good things going on now, 
people being vaccinated, um, whether or not you believe in vaccination is up to you. Uh, but we're seeing decrease in a lot of the sickness and the cases, whether or not a lot of those cases are completely legit is one thing. Uh, but to see the recovery rate just remain at a 98%, almost, well, I should say over 550,000 recoveries of COVID in Wisconsin, which is amazing. And with all that said, you think about the recovery that this is going to take to spring us back to normalcy. We all want normalcy. Of course we do. We all want to go back to the way things were. And, you know, the way I see it, COVID itself, um, in its medical and scientific means, um, I'm sure that can go away, much like how the Spanish flu went away 100 years ago. But the damage has already been done. Specifically, the emotional damage has already been done. How people are just looking at each other differently. Friendships are different. Relationships themselves are awkward now. The way we see each other will never be the same. Or at least as much as we're told, it'll never be the same. Um, I have people in my own social circle are different now because of all this different how they trust each other and how they trust with going out into the world again, staying in their basements, staying in their homes for almost a full year, other than maybe work if they're still going to work or, um, you know, the, the bare essentials and groceries or whatever, but not to communicate outside of your home for a year. That I cannot fathom. Just to have that fear inside of you. To have that anxiety. To have that mindset installed into you through the media. Through the people around you. Even your loved ones telling you, no, stay home. Isolate yourself. Separate yourself from your loved ones and the rest of the world. Because you're doing your part in saving lives and keeping everyone safe. But even if someone like me, someone who is under the umbrella of high risk in the disabled community, where most of us, if not all of us, are high risk for COVID-19. I never understood the understanding, for lack of a better word, of living in that total fear. I look at other people in the disabled community that are very similar to me. They have spinal muscular atrophy or physically severe cases of cerebral palsy or maybe um, any kind of other neuromuscular disease. God bless them. I love them all. I really do. But some of these people in these minorities just leave themselves locked away for so long believing all of the rhetoric and the slanders that you need to be put yourself away 
to keep safe, to break down your mentality. And I get that, I really do, because as a disabled person myself, we are high risk. That's not gonna change. But what's also not gonna change is how we look at ourselves in the face of other people, or I should say, how they may look at us. Um, ableism, which I don't really like talking about that much, is going higher. Uh, disabled people are getting, are feeling more neglected than ever, feeling as though they don't matter as much. Uh, one friend of mine who's also in the disabled community uh, wrote an article about this uh, just today, I believe, if not yesterday. Uh, we don't agree on everything, but I do respect uh, this person's uh, insight and voice on the matter of being disabled and living in a COVID environment. And that disabled people or the high risk people that are told if you're high risk, just stay at home. How quickly disabled people are disregarded, put away or put down, even though it's just verbally, but how quickly they're dismissed and not held in high regard. The way she was describing it is how much this COVID environment has not really amplified, but revealed the truth of how much ableism is prevalent. The disabled community is fighting so hard now and always for decades and decades to bring disability awareness far and wide. And yet those that are under the high risk category, especially disabled people, are immediately dismissed as, oh, well, you're one of the few that's high risk. Rather than coming into the community and wrecking it for the rest of us, why don't you just go and isolate yourself until all of this is over? Then you can come out and play again. That kind of thing. It's very condescending and very dismissive and very disruptive of the disability lifestyle and the mentality that we all go through. So I do agree with her in that regard, in that it has really uh, slapped in the face of all of us disabled people, this whole thing. What I don't agree with her on is the idea of keeping all of us held inside in the sense of if I, as a disabled person or another disabled person decides to go outside, decides to go to a restaurant, then I'm just adding to the problem. So my point in all this is that no matter what you do in this new environment, post-COVID or mid-COVID, however you want to phrase it, no matter what you do, you're going to get criticized. You know, it comes back to the saying that um, when you go through something and you do something that may break a status quo or you do something disruptive or whatever, you do find out who your true friends are. Uh, you do anything wrong and half the people, if not most of them, abandon you or go against you. 
Like, remember when COVID first started a year ago, whether it was in America or around the world? I heard this on other podcasts, but people were so nice. We uh, helped each other. We tried to encourage each other. People were out in their balconies, on their rooftops, playing their little ukuleles and singing to each other. And that died away fairly quickly. Uh, maybe for a few weeks or, what, the first month or two, that quickly died away. And then right away we go back to our old vicious cycle of finding something to hate about one another, finding something to tear each other down with. And COVID only made it worse. If you recall everything in the last year, COVID just amplified everything. Everything uh, to the point of just destruction, literally. People were fed up. People were... Uh, bottled up from being inside all the time and then all other events happen and oh man we just really saw a reveal of the human condition you know when man is entrapped whether physically or trapped in the mind dangerous things happen you know it's like how much more can we take even as a man of faith, uh, growing up in uh, growing up in church, growing up around other Christians, um, you get the. I've always heard the the phrase, even though it's biblically inaccurate. Now that I understand more about that, about theology and God and Scripture, uh, I always heard the line that God doesn't give us more than we can handle. Um, yes, he does. He surely does give us more than we can handle. Um, not because to trip us up, or per se, or to just go, hey, try this, hey, try this, try this. Not like some bully, bully saying, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. Um, as the world tries to depict God as, no. I don't agree with God doesn't give us more than we can handle. Because if that were true, then we wouldn't need to build up our faith. Then we wouldn't need to trust in him. We wouldn't know what it means to edify each other as not only believers, but as people. How to encourage one another and pray for one another. But we'll come back to that in a little bit. So as some of you may know, I just finished up the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're playing catch-up at the Marvel Cinematic Universe just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, now I'm transitioning into, or back into the Lord of the Rings. And um, if I like Marvel, I love Marvel and everything, but I really love Lord of the Rings. I love J.R.R. Tolkien and the world he crafts of Middle-earth and its themes and the way um, and the philosophy of it all meshes with our own world. The way it parallels World War One Europe. The way it parallels the human condition uh, during the darkest of times. And back then, a hundred years ago, a little bit more, that was the darkest time. If not one of the darkest times in the history of man. And then World War Two happened. But the way that Tolkien crafts 
like the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings captures everything and parallels the time those times flawlessly. I mean, who doesn't love the Lord of the Rings? I absolutely love it to death. And I actually took a college class all about J.R.R. Tolkien and the philosophy of the Lord of the Rings. It was fantastic. And so there's a couple of quotes I'd like to share. Uh, the, 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 the book quotes. Not the film quotes, but from the books. Because uh, there's, there's quite a few differences between um, the actual book and the Peter Jackson films. Uh, not including the Ralph Bashke. Hold on there. Not including the Ralph Bashke animated uh, film from the 1970s. And so these quotes come from book one and, or I should say, volume one and volume two. So here we got Frodo talking with Gandalf down in the mines of Moria. And here's the quote. Frodo says, I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf. And so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Now in the film version of Fellowship of the Ring, Uh, The beginning line is a little bit different. Frodo says, I wish the ring had never come to me. A little bit of a change, but it tells pretty much the same message. As in, why me and why us at this time? Why does this darkness, why does this event have to happen to us now? Why not in the past or at, at another time? When we're not here, we don't have to go through it. Well, that's not up to us. You know, we live and we pass away. God gives us that gift and God has that all mapped out for us. God decides when we're going to be born, when to live, and when to die. And then he shows us with that time that is given to us how to live it. The choices, the pathways. You know, we're gonna go through a lot of darkness in life, look at right now. With COVID, all the hate going around. I mean, heck, one of my best buddies, he lost both of his parents last year when COVID was at his height. He lost his mom earlier in the year, and then he lost his dad around Thanksgiving time. And then, so we got all that together, combined with just all the things going on in the world right now. It's no wonder why Frodo asks this question. Or at least talks to Gandalf about it. I wish it need not have happened in my time. But then you really think about this later on in the next uh, couple of books in Lord of the Rings, specifically in the Two Towers. Um, Frodo is talking with Sam 
they're almost in Mordor to drop off the ring. And then there comes a moment where Frodo just falls apart. I can't do this. We can't do this. How are we going to do this? How are we going to move on? I'm paraphrasing there. But then Sam literally replies, It's like the great stories, Mr. Frodo. The ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger. They were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing. This shadow. Even darkness must pass. He further goes on to say, because there is still good left in the world to still fight for. And that's what we're going through now. We're going through this shadow. Going through the shadow that will pass. Because we can't see time as a whole. We can only see it linearly. As it goes on. As we move through it together. Doing our part to help each other. To protect each other. To keep each other out of living in fear. To hang on to God in all of this. But that makes a good point right there. That Sam says. When you think about the old ways of the world, the ways they were before all of this had happened. We always say nowadays, like, well, before COVID, my life was like this, or the world was all like this. How could the world ever go back to that before all the bad had happened? It's only a passing thing, though, my friends. This shadow that we're in, we are one year in, and look at all the change that has occurred. Some of you lost many loved ones over this past year, or maybe a few. Some of you lost a lot of relationships. Some of your current relationships are not the same. The way you look at each other is very different. The world is not what it used to be, and the world will never be the same again. As much as we try to normalize it, to go back to the way the world was before anything bad had happened. But that's not going to be the case. How can we go on when we live in so much fear? And how can we go on when it feels like God gives us more than we can handle? Well, let's see what scripture says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, Paul says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. End quote. He says it's because Things are going to get really hard. 
harder than we can possibly imagine. I too wish we didn't have to be here during this time. At times, I too wish the ring had never come to me with my disability or all those that are listening with your own disabilities or yet broken families or just that ring or that cross that you have to bear in your life. The thing is so heavy. I don't know how much more we can take or I can take. I wish it had never happened to me in the first place or the death of my parents or the death of my loved ones because of COVID or because of other things that happened at the same time. I wish it never had come and that we weren't here during this time. But I tell you, how would we grow then? There is a way to escape, but that only God allows. You don't need to be under the will of that temptation or under the will of that despair. We can choose not to follow that will. We can choose not to give in to the depression. We can choose not to feed into it. It's whoever you feed that's going to grow and develop. Do you want to feed into the bad and the negativity about yourself and the way the world is? Or do you want to feed the one that's going to help you? Do you want to feed into how you can grow beyond it? How can we do that when there's so much fear? Fear to the point you don't even want to leave your home because of catching COVID or because you'll bring harm to other people or because you're told that if you go anywhere, you're a horrible person. It's like, what what are you supposed to think? And so it comes into another scripture, 2 Timothy Chapter 1, verses 7 through 8. This is for everyone that's living in fear right now. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power and love and discipline. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, end quote. In other words, there is nothing for you to be ashamed. There is nothing for you to be timid, shy, or fearful of. For the Bible says over and over again, 365 times, to fear not, to fear not of the things around you, to fear not of going outside. If you do go outside, more power to you. God bless you. That's a, that's a huge step for you. But to fear not and to not give in to the ways of isolation, to the ways of solitude that keep you away from loved ones, where you are burning bridges and keeping yourself hidden away, your mentality eating away at itself. I do understand I'm not belittling your circumstances. Some of you truly cannot leave where you live because of 
your severe health conditions. By no means am I illegitimizing your situation. But understand that God is more powerful than anything that you are afraid of. That you can trust in Him. That you can trust in Him no matter what you do, no matter where you go. How can we go back? Well, we're not going to. It's always going to be a new day, a new dawn. And I assure you, just to hold on and to think about your loved ones and to think about how you can serve them during this time. That there is always something to hold on to, some good to bring you out of the pit, away from the shadow that is passing over. Even the darkness must pass, always. Hang on, my friends. We are one year in, and I don't think it's going to be much longer. We're going to be okay, and I tell you, do not fear. Get out of your home. Fear not. And live under the power of Christ, not under the will of man. All right, let's pray together, my friends. Dear Heavenly Father, I think about all who are living in fear today after one year. But I think about also all the brokenness that they have experienced this past year as well. All the ways in which they have felt so much despair and loss during this time. Losing those closest to them, losing their jobs, losing their businesses. Lord God, so much loss has occurred. Lord God, where is the rebirth? Where is the revival? Where is the next chapter? Sometimes, Lord, we wish we just didn't live during this time, or we wish that it didn't happen to us at all. We wish that this burden, this heavy burden, didn't come to us. But without it, we wouldn't be ourselves, Lord. We wouldn't be able to draw closer to you, Lord God. How can we go back when so much bad has happened? Well, it's because we we hold on to you as we move forward, as the darkness passes over us and goes away, Lord. We trust in you, Lord God, all who are listening. Help us to give hope to other people and to help each other and to show our love and appreciation for all right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Handy Schlepped. Whether you're disabled or you're able-bodied, uh, just know that God loves you and that wherever you are right now, whatever you're going through, you are loved and God is going to get you through. And if you want to continue this conversation, you may uh, follow me or message me on facebook.com slash Jordan Schrader, or you may email me at jordanrobert71 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Take care and 
As always, stay classy.